That's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff, from any Astros game. Casa Ole. I know you sit there in like a cardigan and like a deer stalker cap, but what? But I get up and, and shake my hips. Wait, what kind of weird description of me was that? That wasn't even accurate at all. It's pretty accurate. We, oh. Minus the deer stalker cap. But and we, I don't. I have. Like, I own like one cardigan. But I have All two right. Cardigans albums because what a band that was! Shout out to the Cardigans. <laughs> hey, that, I, I, I have many thoughts on. Uh, is that is that is that who does "Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Fool Me, Fool Me"? Yeah. Shout out to the Cardigans. Just great, great band name. Um, I'm gonna say this, and, and this is the depth of my my '90s music knowledge. But like, the, that first album was alright. That a cover of Iron Man that was that was different and okay. That second album was was really not bad. They had a they had a second album called Gran Turismo. I love that you have information on this, and I was just making a joke. I have no idea any kind of music they make other than what was on the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack in 1996. <laughs> no, they have a. They actually had a second album. They probably have other albums, but that that second album is really not bad for for that sort of genre, like Scandinavian pop music. Scan- Scandinavian Scandinavian music that they'll play on Dawson's Creek. <laughs> It gets a, it's got a it's got a, a worldwide distribution deal with shows on the CW or WB, so all of those shows just <laughs> plays the Cardigans music. Yeah, yeah, they got they got lost in a in, ooh, yeah that makes sense. Yeah, they get lost they got lost in a shuffle during that time where there was just too much good music going around. Yeah, I I recently found out that I karaoke wise I do '90s alternative rock singers. I do Rob Thomas to the T. I do Hootie. I do, I do Hootie to the T, and then I do uh, what's his name from uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Rest in peace, Scott Weiland. Scott Weiland. I do pretty good dead-on impersonations of uh, of all those. So I didn't know, and I didn't like learn how to do it. I just like can do it from being around them. So that's pretty pretty cool talent that I'll never use. I've got a I've got a little bit of a deeper <clears throat> a deeper register. So Crash Test Dummies right up my alley, but no self-respecting karaoke place has any Crash Test Dummies songs. They they should have the internet. They should have all of them. Yeah, but imagine, imagine how annoyed you'd be if I if I go up there and all of a sudden then I'm just I'm starting to sing Matchbox Twenty. It's just like why are you doing? When we went to when we went to Pennington, didn't you do a Matchbox Twenty? I didn't do any songs. You you alone. You know you did. You alone did. This is how we do it. Or yeah, that's, that's what my you. Go-to. Um. But yeah, it would just be it just be annoying because that's just like why are you singing match? I like Matchbox Twenty by the way, but just to sing it at karaoke would be weird. Like why would I go? She sits alone by a lamppost, you know, like singing or that or. or I wanna push you way around. Well, I will. Well, I will. That's a really weird song. Yeah, you know what? That Matchbox Twenty doesn't get enough credit for being a good band, and I like how this is a cheerful this is a cheerful cold opening because it's gonna get dark really in a second. It's going to be something like, so yeah. Say something nice about our sponsors before we burn the world down. 
Bravado Spice. You know what? For a for for a hot sauce company that's aligned with a podcast that's aligned with a cheating scoundrel of a baseball team. <laughs> you know, You're the Matchbox Twenty of podcast sponsors for sure. Yeah, they are the uh, they are the Rob Tom- they are the Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas. <laughs> Man, it's a hot one. That's a what? What a banger that was. Yeah, there's yeah, they're just the, the Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas of of hot sauces. Yes. And I wish I could remember any of the. If they, had, if they had a sauce, if they came out with a sauce and the tagline was "Man, it's a hot one," I would give them all, all of my money. Somebody's got to have a uh, a copyright on that, right? Probably. And it's all. It's just. It's. It's just. It's registered to. 45 to 55 year old dads just <laughs> I'm just, yeah, just well yeah, I don't know you just va- just va- just the vague vague dads making small talk <laughs> With beards. yeah tr- yeah yeah tr- awkwardly awkwardly saying that because they don't know what else to say well it's a hot one out there <laughs> and they were just like okay buddy <laughs> I just complained I was telling Kami like I just I had to go to Walgreens I didn't know that our thermostat had batteries uh, and so I was like, why is it so hot in here? It's because like our thermostat wasn't working. So I, I came back in literally in the last 20 minutes and complained about the price of batteries. And I was like, I've never been so old in my entire life. Well, I mean, that's something that you're not, you're not buying those a lot. I mean, that's cause I go on a diatribe about the racket that is buying razors and how like and how just like I'm just like I can never rationalize I'm just like well, I have to either spend twelve dollars for a brand new razor and then have to do it all again in a week or I have to spend forty dollars on a pa- it's just like what the f- why why isn't there a thing that can just sharpen them over and over again that isn't a scam that that Billy the ghost of Billy Mays is trying to sell <laughs> so anyway so yeah as we get older that's just this stuff like what the you realize that it's a racket and that we've been we've been tricked this entire time and there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. So, so that's, that's pretty much the ad for Bravado Spice. It hasn't, (laughs) Bravado Spice somehow not not tricking you with their, with their bold, undeniably bold flavors and, uh, and margarita mixes. They're good. Like they're, they're the only thing good going on right now. They're pure and delicious always. And the only thing I would not recommend is drinking Akamiso straight from the bottle while, (laughs) while doing a show of any kind, because it, it, it sneaks up on you very, very fast, and no amount of milk can uh, can cure that heat. So don't don't drink. Oh, I need to isolate that audio and make that like if I get a text notification. It like it it, it it immediately like hit the back of my throat and started coughing. Like it was like <laughs> it was so fast and 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 just swift that I was just like immediately off. Like I was just yeah, this is the worst thing I've ever done, and like I knew it right away before without even. <laughs> Without even really tasting it, it all it already registered all the way down my throat and just oh, just yeah. And I'm not good. I'm not good with spice as it is, but that was just not not ideal. And I'm glad. I think I I handled it a lot better than I was feeling. So believe me, there was just like I wanted to just be like, I'm not doing this show now. I'm quitting. I gotta go throw up. So I I tricked everybody and, and tried played it cool, but I was not I was not in a good place. So that was a stupid thing. The fact that the, the fact that you're not good with well that was the that was the fun part of it was just like fuck i'm gonna drink this super hot thing as a promo and it was just like why did i do that like i don't even like if i won't even like medium wings with a any kind of sauce medium are, is like too much like yeah y'all need to dial that back 
Yeah, so yeah, No Spice. So uh, sh- shout to the No Spice girls. Shout to Bravado Spice. They're the spice of your life. Go to uh, Bravado Spice Co. at Bravado Spice Co. and uh, bravadospice.com and get some recipes and see all the fucking awards. They're always winning awards at conventions and shit. And I'm just like, we haven't. We probably won a middle of the night Emmy. At Dundee, for sure. Yeah, I think yeah yeah we have a yeah we have the, we won it we won it for our for our bozoathon, the whatever the Emmy whatever the Emmy Emmy for the dead of night when nobody has possibly listened we got that one, it's a little it's a little bit better it's slightly better than a daytime Emmy, it's a little bit better better and like yeah you get the daytime Emmy is kind of shitty and then the next step up is whatever we got so yeah shout out to us all right Bravado Spice go check them out we like them, uh now let's get right, into. We, 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 We've stalled long enough. We got to talk about this. I really was stalling. That was that was what I call a filibuster. That was good. Um, Ted Cruz looking ass. Uh, the um, okay. Let's let's talk about the AJ Hinch interview first. Okay. Uh, well, for- what was your overall? What was your overall view of of Hinch's interview with Tom Verducci? What what was the? Give me two things that you took away from. From Hinch's, from not only his responses but from Verducci's questions, because I feel like I would have interviewed AJ Hinch a little bit differently than Verducci. Did. I didn't like the, yeah, I didn't like the, uh, I didn't like the interview the way the way Verducci handled the questions a, a, at all, honestly. But that's uh, neither here nor there. I mean, my first my first emotion was that I that I miss I miss AJ Hinch, and that I'm was instant yeah. instantly angered all over again. About the whole the whole fucking thing, the whole thing. Um, I, I think it's interesting that based on what your opinion is of this whole scandal in the Astros, is how how people reacted to AJ Hinch. I thought being a, a biased, obvious, huge fan of AJ Hinch as the, uh, as a person and as a manager, I thought he he, he came off as as well and likable. And as honest and sorry as he as he possibly could in that in that situation, considering how the circumstance for him and his career and livelihood, I, I thought it, it couldn't be any better for uh, somebody that that seemed truly sorry. And also, just you know, hearing the stories about him being against it, and then just always bringing the the answer back to himself and not putting the blame elsewhere, which he clearly could have. Could have been like, yeah, fuck, yeah. fuck the guys. Like they, I, this is this is on them for keep doing it. So, it, but it was also weird. So it was just like, it also frustrated me that it was, it all could have ended so easily if he had just said, fucking stop doing this, you idiots. So I, I don't, which I don't necessarily believe. Maybe that part. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get any of the. Uh, avoiding questions like about the buzzers like fucking stupid ass, you know what fuck number one fuck buster only i'm sick of, i'm sick of i am sick of his attitude and above pretty much everybody else's like just like it's always this pompous just oh everything about everything he says sucks like buster only once you bust your your own only in yourself and kill yourself anyway so yeah so s- save it so go ahead what's your what's your take on it no buster buster Uh, quantum leap like he, he just showed up this decade from the 1930s and has like a constantly like 1930s takes on, on on modern baseball like it's i don't know what i don't know what buster only wants and, and i don't know 
I mean, of course, I saw all the tweets being like, he should get suspended for another year because of that interview. I don't. Yeah, which I think is so so stupid and the other alarmist the other way, which I'm really getting sick of, and we'll touch on this in a little bit about that that whole the other fan bases and other the 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 the, uh, the scale of the uh, public opinion of the Astros is is getting really really annoying and and also and also not not all the way truthful and and what some of the narratives are and i guess that's on the astros but i i don't know i it just it was it sucked seeing aj uh it sucked what happened to him uh i i did leave that interview thinking that he did absolutely deserve to lose his job and uh and that it that he did that that was on him regardless of uh before i was like yeah he took one for the team and it really wasn't him i i he deserved to be fired for that absolutely I, I I sort of agree with that. I, I what my takeaway from my my overarching feel for for Hinch's energy was was sort of regret and regret that that it, and not just regret that he got caught. I mean, there's there's sorry you did it and there's sorry you got caught. I I think there's there's both in play there. I think it's clear that he never thought fires would go public. I don't think anybody with the organization thought fires would go public. Um. Well, that, but that's well, that's well, that's negligent on their part for not. I mean, for assuming that a, a player that you don't treat well, uh, that any kind of scorned player could come back. I mean, that's so. That's I don't know. That's not the right attitude to have per, for me personally, especially with a snake, especially with a snake like Mike Fires, which they all know how terrible he was as a person. There's the the the. I mean, the, not only is he like hitting up porn stars, but there's there's credible like pedophile allegations. That are floating around, and you, yeah, you can't, you can't just like mess, you can't just assume that dude's gonna take the high road and, and gonna leave things in the clubhouse. And, but but still, I just felt like, like it was just regret from from Hinch, and I and he's, you know, I, I don't know where he's my favorite manager in Astros history. Oh, by by far, not even cl- not even close. And if the Astros, I, go ahead. No, I, th- I thought it would be Durker. You know, I thought I'd, I'd always look back and be like, "Man, Durker was was so good." I didn't li- I didn't like Durker as much as everybody else. The the teams were good, and I, and I I get I get why people like him. I used to, I've, you know, I've met him, had drinks with him, and in that old Larry's Bamboo Hut or whatever. Uh, great great <laughs> guy, but I just never I didn't I didn't love Larry the manager. I mean, I liked um, Bo Porter more per- personally, but that's I, yeah, I, I love Bo Porter. But, I, you know, I mean, if you talk about the, the top three managers in Astros history, I never saw Bill Verdon manage. But but I would go, like, in my, I guess in my lifetime, in my fandom, you, you've got to go in, in some order, Hinch, Durker, Garner. Yeah. But, but I mean, I'm, I'm just sorry he's not part of it anymore. I think he'll get another – I think, I mean, he's – I think he'll get another job. He, w- he will absolutely will, and he deserves to, and there's – I mean, the, the the fake morality of the rest of the league is going to go yes. away and dissipate and dissipate at some point, and um, and people will realize that oh, we're just trying to win World Series and 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 have a successful team and and business. And AJ Hinch is a fucking fine manager, and you know this this so called mistake. It was a mistake, but the uh, the the whole scandal was in twenty seventeen, which is you know three years ago now. And and think of the person he was back then. That's got to be so frustrating. Is how far he had come, 
as a uh, as a manager and as a person and as a leader like even from even from then from 2017 when he you know said he wasn't as you know he wasn't as uh as developed as a leader as as he was currently in the uh the last season and uh we saw him as a uh, pretty much a leader of men in 2015 that he was already had signs of of being that dude so i I don't. I, there's more. There's more to that. The, the monitor story, and if, if he, if he knowing, it sounded like the cheating to him. He didn't like it, and it was. It was also inconsequential to him. He wasn't thinking about it. He was managing the team, trying to win games. So like, it was like to him. He now knows that he should have. He should have put a stop to it and said something. But it was so not important to him that he that he didn't. Or and, and then again, and I'm going to go back to this again, and I'm going to keep saying this, is that everybody fucking does this in some level, and it was a, it's a league-wide thing, and that it wasn't – if it was that egregious and out of the ordinary, he wouldn't have just been hearing it and letting it go on. I'm sorry. You don't wouldn't rationalize it. It's something that everybody's fucking doing, and I'm sick of these players around the league pretending like it, it's not. I, I mean it's – pretending, absolutely pretending. And I noticed that you know he's like I you know I I'm I'm a better leader now than than I was in 2017. I, and that, that but I was like what? And then I thought no, like he came in. Uh, 2015 was his first year. Kind of caught lightning in a bottle, and you know gave the Royals a good run. And then 2016 was a disaster. And that was the first season we started doing this show, and and we were like what the heck? I mean what is happening? And then 2017 was the first the first elite team that he had. So I can understand why on some level Hinch would try to kind of stay out of the way and just sort of let, you know, let the detail, not, not let the details take care of themselves, but I can understand how Hinch would, because he, I mean, he's a player's, he's a player's, he's also a player's guy and a former player that again, probably signs. Just straight up failed in Arizona. So the, the 2017 was like his first elite team. I can understand how he'd kind of stay out of the way a little bit, especially like you said, as a as a player's manager. I don't, but see, I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know if I, I think that he did that just because of the just just knowing how he how he is. I I, I think nobody really nobody really cared about the sign stealing, and it wasn't a thing that they were really really worried about. It being unfolding like it did with this thing. Well, obviously, yeah, no one, no one would have. But I, but I mean, like the, to the to the extent to where he wasn't putting a stop to it because it was it's just something that that goes on and has gone on. Um, I just I don't think that the, anybody saw what they were doing as as this morally reprehensible thing that everybody else is painting them is doing which i which i think is completely unfair and i think that the 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 scope of this has become so overblown and just reactionary from from journalists trying to get clicks and reads just uh just hyperbolic and when when it really comes down to it that sign stealing is half the battle if you know the pitcher's coming, you still have – it's just it, – it's the cheating – you can say cheating all you want, but the the level of – they weren't – I mean, they weren't – it wasn't a corked bat. It wasn't – it wasn't some – it wasn't some thing that 
it, the, the cheating itself altered the outcome of games. And I, I'm not sure that that breaking codes is uh, what what they did really uh, uh, affected outcomes of games that uh, outside of what would happen if they stole it from second base. I just don't I just don't have a problem with the fucking sign stealing. I think it's really stupid. I'm sorry. That's just what it is. R- 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 rules are not, and I th- and I feel like the majority of people either don't understand how how widespread this is, and or don't understand the game to know that what they were, what really, what the Astros cheating really, what it really means, and what it really tangibly meant or or resulted in. I I just I just don't care, just don't care at all. It doesn't. It just doesn't doesn't do anything to me. I think this is so think- fake and hypocritical. I will, yeah, I, I think what we're seeing is an awful lot of projection. And, you know, knowing that the Astros absolutely straight dominated in 2017, the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Dodgers, you know, the, the, and, and then to find this out, it's it's like it, it, it's sort of, it's sort of like finding out that, you know, the, it gives you a, an alibi. Like, it's like, a, oh, well, we would have won, but this team was that, we, that we'd never been worried about before in our entire lives. That They were doing something that, that we probably were doing. But, I mean, it's, it's funny that, that everyone the Astros went through, you know, in 2017, 2018, 2019, have, have been, with the exception of the Nationals, have been credibly accused of doing the exact same thing. Because they all are. I, I hate to be a broken record. They all are. I mean, if 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 these if the Red Sox, Yankees have already been caught, caught and and punished already, and and also there's, I mean, the, the Dodgers are, have been fucking rumored forever too. But I'm not gonna loop them in, even though they are the whiniest, bitchiest little fan base of all time. I absolutely. I mean, these I fucking. I mean, yeah, they are. I mean, seriously, like, how many more World Series can y'all can y'all blow without? I mean, God, you little bitches. I'm sorry. So yeah, so them. I've had enough of from them, and I and I actually loved the Dodger fan base before this, but that's just that that victim that victim thing. Like, why, do you really want a de, a de facto World Series? Do you really? Do, why didn't play? Why don't you show up and compete in Game Seven at home if you want to win the fucking World Series? That was a do or die game that y'all didn't do shit in shit in you didn't do anything y'all got beat and lost that world series i'm sorry they had a chance and there was no amount of cheating cost them that world series they got they got beat and they had every chance every chance to to beat the astros and had a a one game playoff at home that they did not take care of business so you know what go go fuck yourselves um springs up in in la and burns down chavita's ravine and doesn't do any damage to anybody's homes it doesn't hurt anybody or kill anybody, but it burns Dodger Stadium to the ground. Like, I freaking. Oh, I don't. I don't know if I. I don't know if I go that far, but I just. I think that it's just. It's really, really, just rich to see a team that has their their main brand and storyline for as long as I can remember is choking in the playoffs after dominate after dominating the NL West or league and just blowing it in the playoffs in some fashion or another all of these they've had great Dodger teams for how many I mean how many consecutive NL West to have they won I mean they have been they've been Since Jackie Robinson has been there they have won the NL West every year they've won 70 straight 
I mean, I mean, they've had and they've had so many World Series contending teams. That 2017 team was so fucking good that they were the chalk over the Astros. Like it was the yeah. all about, and they were that, and they were worth that. I mean, they were playing as well as that. You know, that storyline was it wasn't it wasn't overhyped. They were good. And that World Series was incredible, and I think that's the biggest victim of this whole thing is how the greatest World Series ever played that I've ever witnessed that we won our first one is now just tainted, and yeah. and baseball lore will not never appreciate Game Five and that series as a whole the the same way at, at all, and and that's a goddamn shame. Sorry for using your your name in vain, the Lord. Maybe maybe stop being such a bad carpenter and disappointing your your father Joseph. He just wants you to. I don't uh, think they were here for that part. Oh yeah, yeah. Here, this is. I'll fill you in. What if Jesus was a really bad carpenter? That's all. That's all. Just that's all I'm gonna say. Just ask. You gotta ask your that question to yourself. So yeah, I, you know, man. I, yeah. So what are we saying about we're slandering the Dodger fans and how whiny they are? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd 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 be upset as a fan if I had if I the Red Sox and Astros two known known and uh, known cheating teams and. Like beat me in, in consecutive World Series. I wouldn't like that, but I don't. I, 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 me, my personality would never allow to victimize or use that as a crutch and say just whining. Like that's just you. I don't know, man. That's just it's weak, and I'm sick of seeing Dodgers, Dodger fan replying stupid shit from their like the, the from illiterate criminals fucking. <laughs> The, the the ones that helped you know leave a guy almost half dead and blind or whatever that's a Giants fan like that I mean the Dodger the bleachers in, in Dodger Stadium are full of so many gang affiliated criminals. Oh, it's a bad day in Bosnia. I mean it. I mean seriously, like this is not. I mean it's just all of the worst people in, in the greater Los Angeles area are, are Dodger fans, and, and <laughs> which is a shame because that's Jackie's franchise. Like they they've. Yeah, they, they yeah they should go back. Yeah, they they absolutely are. And San, and Sandy Koufax, you know the yeah they should, honestly should go back to Brooklyn, and um, yeah Los Angeles. The Hollywood lifestyle is just tainted. A once proud franchise. So it's their fault. Roy Campanella, all the all these just great Dodgers of the past, and these fucking Pee Wee Reese, and then and these fucking Jamooks are like. Oh, are you kidding me? These people are wearing old Hideo Nomo jerseys and fucking... <laughs> their Taylor's guyliner. Yeah, tattoo in their face with with the, the team's logo for to affiliate with their whatever gang they're in. Just, yeah, just the wor- ter- just terrible people, bunch of crooks, and now they're whiny crooks that, um, just get out of here, fucking Chavez Ravine. It should drive it, should drive itself into its own ravine and implode and blow up. So yeah, fuck the Dodgers, but, uh, I don't know what, the, what that tangent was from ab- about uh, Los Angeles. Let's talk about the other thing. And then, and then maybe we can kind of start to wrap this up because spring training actually starts this week. That's oh, we can end the week. We can end. We can end this episode with a positive announcement about spring training. So that's a good thing to, to look forward to. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we can do that. Um, uh, okay, the, 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 okay. So let's talk about the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, article, it dropped about forty five minutes before AJ Hinch's interview, which which is at the same time incredible timing and also not great timing. The basically. All of Luno's 
denials that and and it was player driven and and it also reflects poorly on Manfred and his investigation that that within what two or three weeks of the uh, of of the report being released, here comes Jared Diamond in the Wall Street Journal saying no the the front office absolutely drove this entire thing like what. I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think a lot of. I think the way that article was worded was very misleading, and I've been people are taking the the buzzwords and the gist of the article and running with it, and not actually reading what it said about the code breaking program, which is which is essentially just a spreadsheet or a a, a log of signs and and correlating pitches. I mean, be, fucking Carlos Delgado used to log pitches. There is nothing illegal about stealing signs, doing logging pitches, coming up with predictive stuff to, uh, about other team signs to 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 make it easier to break them. There was nothing wrong or against the rules about that program, and it didn't it didn't implicate it as a as a thing at all. In fact, I feel like I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't I, I thought that it was worded and people ran with it because the narrative is is that we're cheating and it fits into this great thing, but really what it, it didn't really say anything. And they, they floated the dark arts around. The dark saying dark arts does not inherently mean illegal cheating. It it's stealing signs is sneaky and dark. I don't know. I just think it's it fit into a narrative and there was a lot of things that were vaguely put on there that weren't that people are jumping to their conclusions on. The code code breaking code breaking being the the main thing, the program of it. It never says anything about them doing that in game and it, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I think it's overblown, but what's your take on it? If you if you throw a, a, a fastball 84% of the time after you throw a slider, that's your fault. Yeah, having uh, having your coat having your sign stolen at all is your fault. And, well, f- and, and it, it absolutely is negligent on their part. And any team that got their signs stolen is fucking stupid. And and there I'm there have been players that have said that and shared this sentiment as well that saying it's on that it's still on them for having terrible signs that was that easy to crack on a just because we had yeah. we logged the signs, and I, I guess that they use that as an alg- predictive algorithm for teams and knowing what they used. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it was very high, complex, and sneaky once they logged everything. But there was nothing wrong with that of logging pitches and signs, co- correlating signs. What 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 is wrong with that? Just because they called it because they called it code breaker, and they had a joke about it, and and aligning that with the narrative of us cheating, like like it's this big giant. Handed down conspiracy. I do not agree with that at all. It's not a handed. It's not a handed down conspiracy because we know Carlos Beltran brought it over and Alex Cora. They had nothing to do with the front office. I think they're two different stories that are being blurred together because it fits a fucking narrative of these people and it sells and it's controversy and the, the when it was released and it was just. None of that said anything that the Astros did illegal. But if you couple that with what we know the Astros have done and been and been proven to be guilty of, then it, it looks so much more ominous and worse when it fits in with that, that it was mandated and people can draw their own conclusions. They didn't say anything. There was nothing in there that was factual and implicating, even though I, I think we all think Jeff is a, a sociopath and uh, 
And uh, and but like I mean I would have I love the job he was doing, love the team, but I would have told you like yeah he's kind of he's 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 shady adjacent at least. I from I mean, just like yeah, there was just something that's just not like kind of a kind of a super villain type guy that we. Yeah, I'm glad we have him, but yeah, I don't think he's good. I just so I mean I so I don't none of the, none of that surprises me about the about him being dishonest or the the memo thing that wasn't passed down and that stuff. I don't I I don't know, but I I do not believe on any level that that those two things are were directly mandated from the front office. I, I think that this that the way the team operated was all numbers looking for edges every, 99.9% of every single day and that obviously they're going to look for as you know as a scouting department in front office they're going to look for this stuff and do these kind of things on their own on their own volition. Yeah, every time every time something comes up where it, it questions the front office, I think about when Kevin Goldstein was on and said that they have truckloads more information than we do. And I, I think you are 100% dead on correct that that, the, that there are two there are multiple stories getting blurred. And it's because there's a limited amount of information that we have access to. And the the biggest the biggest problem that I have with with now, you know, when I first read it, I was like, "Oh crap, this isn't good." And then I read it again, I was like, "Well." That's how I was too. That's why I was. I was like, "Well, hang on." That's how I was too, because I was seeing all the reactions from all these uh, these other people from different, you know, different journalists and different fan bases, and these awful vitriol filled reactions. And I was like, "Oh yeah, this is bad. This is a huge conspiracy. We are evil. This is the worst thing." Okay, it's proven. There's nothing we can say now. And I go back and read it. I'm like, this doesn't say fucking anything. This doesn't say anything. It's it was it was worded it was worded to do exactly what it did. And I just have fuck Jared Diamond, nerd, nerd, you nerd looking nerd. Got him. He actually looks like Jared. Hey, your name's Jared, and you look like Jared, the pedophile idiot. All right, sorry. Please, don't, please don't sue me. I'm sorry for saying that. All right. The, and I think the biggest travesty is that the 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 Tom. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Cock Weezer. It's a terrible. It's a. It's a. It's just a bad name. It's not. I like it. I think it's a really good and regal, regal, <laughs> uh, regal sounding name that I might. That's a surname I might just use my myself and for my children going forward. <laughs> I think that the, the the number of times that he mentioned he used that like Harry Potter reference like that. that so was- stupid. Okay. Oh, oh, the Astros or Voldemort, the noseless fucking villain. Okay, buddy. Are we Slytherin? Is is Snape our bat- batting coach now? Like, get the fuck. It's <laughs> fucking Malvoy. Like, is Malfoy like running around playing Quidditch with Bregman in the back? Like, what? Are- like that was just so that was that was stupid. <laughs> But just like the way, like the, the, the way the dark arts was framed, like it was clearly just a stupid joke in the front office. That I just, I just don't, I just don't like. I don't, I don't like the wording of it. And, and Codebreakers is a fucking cool ass name for that program. Such, and would say, are we Codebreaking? Yeah, I wish they would have called it Enigma. So, oh, that yeah, that would have maybe been the only thing that was better. Be, that would be a better name. Enigma would have been pretty tight. But you got to, yeah, but yeah. But just code, yeah, code. But it goes back to it, it, it goes back to the original intent. If if you're trying to figure out pitch sequences, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. If, Not even close to being anything wrong with it. I, I have a real problem with the with the outfield camera trained. I have a problem with the trash cans. I do not have a single solitary problem 
with figuring out what do pitches throw and then what do they throw and then what do they throw after that. And then, and then using that just, using that to predict signs going forward and using that to break to to easy to make it easier to 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 break signs or predict. But like they could have like some sort of you know printout or or e- email thing that that goes out before a series or before each each game that that says what the what the program you know says about the signs and pitch correlations as a scouting report yeah. type thing I, I the way the way they made it sound that like this was mandated by Luno they were doing they were they had an entire cheating department that the the ghost of Joseph Stalin was advising him on 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 advising the cheating and genocide department that we now have and that that <laughs> that child la- child labor slaves were making our uniforms and that wh- whatever the, the word just the absolute worst of the worst the organization was cheating and looking to cheat at every level and that's just not it was just not not accurate there was no there was no manfred manfred did a v- month multiple month three month long very very thorough investigation of the team and the goings on with this and there were there were no findings of him about somebody sitting there with a computer hooked up to a code breaking program that was using real time stuff to uh to break codes there with the monitor in the with the trash can so so manfred basically is is is, came out and said like this is what we have concluded after exhaustive research and then here comes jared diamond less than three weeks later saying well, we found this uh, through, uh, you know, emails that were given to us. Like, like what? Then what's Manfred's problem? So, the, so well, yeah, but the emails that were given to them, they're they're infer. He's uh, you wrote that article inferring, inferring context, yeah. inferring his own context or drawing his own context from from that stuff. And yeah, and you know what? I would have done the same thing in this position. It, uh, with the narrative and what's going on, it doesn't look great. But that is not that does not mean. That doesn't mean it's it's guilty and that it's automatically, it's automatically the the worst case scenario. No, I'm saying I'm saying the Wall Street Journal article reflects more poorly on Manfred and MLB's investigation than it does the Astros. Oh, absolutely, and I I have I, I won't I don't want to give this source away, but I have I had someone in, in the know tell me that that Manfred Manfred has been. At, very knowledgeable of this Astro thing beforehand, and and was borderline complicit until until all the stuff blew up, and he had to uh, and had a PR storm to deal with. So we're back to Mike Fires and Brandon Talbot. Yeah, but so I mean, so like, so I mean, and, and again, and like, and that plays into my narrative of it being a league-wide thing that has been brushed under the rug or just ignored altogether, like baseball likes to do. Up and up until yeah. something explodes, and then they get on their high horse and pretend like that they're they're, um, they're they have moral high ground, and that whoever whoever is the victim at that time is made an example of, regardless of of how accurate and uh, how uh, yeah how whatever their uh, findings are regarding that team, it doesn't matter. So now the history we'll talk about the cheating Astros, like the like the shoeless Joe Jackson White Sox, and it's just and every fucking other team was doing it, and and. It's just it just makes me upset, oh, no. and I, and I think that maybe that'll eventually come out. It's kind of there's been some there's been some people that are that have have kind of alluded to that fact. Some ex players there, and there's some people that I'm seeing more and more more and more opinions that this isn't a big deal, and that that 
there's people that are, are seeing the hypocrisy. Certain players or people that have been around the game that just say that just how stupid it is. You know the Will Clarks and the uh, yeah. So yeah, so I I don't know. That's I think that's the thing that angers me the most is is the is the hypocrisy of the whole thing. And then the the uneducated, the uneducated fans that see a headline and are yelling cheaters from the the mountaintops and have really no idea what that means to their own team, which they're what they're doing it, and they don't know they don't know that that's a thing that people do, and also that they just don't understand what what cheating means, what that's yeah. what it actually means. So I, it's it's this is a PR storm on top of a thing that they. They they did that was wrong and I'm not I'm not making excuses the Astros were wrong, in 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 accordance with the scripture of the rule book they they were wrong and they and they, and they broke the rules and they broke it after they were warned about what would happen if they broke it so that, that's that is a hundred percent on them I I just don't think the rule that they broke I, I don't think it's I don't think it's that big of a deal at all I really don't. And that's and that's just a personal that's just a personal opinion that I will take to my grave that if yeah the camera thing that's just using modern technology that's it's not it's not the greatest thing in the world but if the person on second base does the same thing we're not even talking about this so that's that's my biggest problem that's my biggest problem with it that what it what it was used to do is like they still had to crack the, their code they had to figure out what they were doing what pitch was coming and then they have to then they had to relay that and and actually hit that pitch or 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 lay off the, that pitch that they knew was coming like they still had to play baseball against a major league pitcher throwing pitches that they were trying to get them out with i i don't know and the other team yeah they figured it out like they figured out your signs y'all are dumb idiots should have changed your sequences up i i mean i just don't it's it's on it's on some of these teams too Especially after the fact, hearing the rumors about the Astros being good at it and not and not having more difficult signs, like immediately getting your your signs stolen, like that's on you a little bit. That's on you a little bit. But anyway, anyway, so I, the Astros are, are right. Everybody else is wrong. The Dodgers are terrible. The Yankees are the worst. Oh yeah, have fun, have fun having your uh, your ace out for a few months with a back injury, Yankees. Your second ace. <laughs> Uh, uh, tease everyone as you normally do uh, with the with the cool stuff that's coming with spring training. Uh, I, I actually I'm gonna wait on that because I'm gonna we might we might figure something out with, with do something special with that. I'm gonna wait, but yeah, we have a, we have a, some fun surprises. Second degree tease. It's a tease. Of we, it. Yeah, we have some we have uh, some fun stuff coming up for uh, for spring training, and it's gonna be getting back to baseball. So this is this is the last show that we we're kind of clearing the air with. And going forward, I mean, if we can touch on stuff that that comes up, but I'm trying to move on. This was my rant fest, and I'm trying to move on to uh to baseball and how good the Astros will be in 2020. So uh that's that's about it. They didn't they didn't do anything wrong. I I think the league's wrong and the Astros are right and Jesus was a bad carpenter. <laughs> <laughs>